I know you do. Hey everybody, welcome to the X Report. I'm Raven X, and today I'm joined by a very, very, very special guest. It's my embryo, aka Hembryo, as the kids like to say. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Hey, what's going on? Uh, what kids you talking about? They say Hembryo. Who kids are you hanging around? You know how <laughs> the kids call like everybody him. Like if yeah. an athlete has a great game or whatever, oh he him or like John ja Morant literally got him tattooed on his hand. I got you, I got you. You know, but you know those two young kids. I'm too old nowadays. I don't, I don't be knowing nothing. You are in fact the oldest person to ever still be in the room. Oh my gosh! Almost 25 years. That's crazy. You are truly a scientific marvel. I hope everybody's doing well today. I'm excited to be here. I love hearing that you're excited because I'm excited for what we have on the docket today. Of course, we're going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. I know Embryo here is not the biggest football fan, but it'll be fun to get his take. We're also going to do our first ever, I believe, NBA All-Star Game Draft, which should be a blast and a half. And then we're going to make our predictions for Elimination Chamber, which takes place this Saturday. But before we get to any of that, please should check out theexport.net. I repeat, theexport.net for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers. Three episodes of our lovely podcast and our YouTube channel entitled The X Report. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get this started, starting with the Super Bowl. Chiefs win the game 38-35. Embryo, did you like the game? Did you have fun? Or did you just come to see Rihanna? <laughs> so actually <clears throat> I was busy yesterday so I literally um, went to the bar with some friends and saw the second half I, I came in like in the middle of the third quarter and um, the, the game the part of the game that I saw I, I loved that game I loved it everybody was playing hard you could tell every team wanted it and it's just sad I feel bad for the Eagles I'm like you, you played well enough to win that game and you know um, I think uh, one thing that really changed the, the um, changed the game was was that holding call um, at the end of the game. They gave the Chiefs um, the um, brand new downs. I think that's what really ended the game for them. But a uh, great game. I really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, did I pick the Chiefs to win? I, mean, I feel like uh, I can't remember who I picked to win um, when I was on the podcast. Uh, I don't but, recall it then. Um. I, I feel like I said Chiefs. I feel like I said Chiefs. Um, but like I say, it was a great game. Um, I heard the um, halftime um, show was real good. The performance yeah. was real good by Rihanna. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to see it, but uh, good the little part I saw was a good game. And um, you could just, I love seeing Super Bowls like that. I didn't want to see a blowout. I want to see a competitive game, and that's what we got. Okay. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on a couple of points. First. The coding call was a big deal, but I don't think that's why the Eagles lost the game. I think it's more so the Chiefs scored on every possession after halftime. You cannot expect to win a game if your defense is allowing them to score 24 points after half and you're only scoring 11. It's it's not real life. It's not going to work. But don't get me wrong, that holding call – it was an important moment, but either way, the Chiefs were going to score. They were going to get that field goal at least. And then the halftime show, it was all right. I'm not that big of a Rihanna fan, and so maybe that's why I just wasn't in love with it. But, I mean, it was cool. I think last year's halftime show was better. 
That was Dr. Dre, Snoop, 50, Kendrick, and Mary J. Blige, and Eminem. Mary J. Blige. Yeah, Eminem. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, I got, I got to watch it, but uh, you know, Rihanna the goat. You know, you know she the goat. Goat at what? She the goat. Of what? Of what she does. <laughs> okay, well, we ain't gonna get off topic. We'll, there'll be a conversation no, for another no, day. No, no, no. I, we got time. What do you mean the goat yeah, of we what? Got time. What is she the goat? I was talking, uh, okay, with uh, with female artists, what do you rank Rihanna? Right of artists right now or of all time? Uh, we can say it right now. Okay, we'll put it like this just to uh put this the, the, with the spectrum. Uh, Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, and Rihanna. Where do you rank them three? Since those are like the three biggest female names. Um, Beyonce obviously number one. Again, I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan, but I like her music overall more than Rihanna's. And then really? I would say. Mm, I think I'd go Rihanna and then Nikki. I mean, Loki, I'm not the biggest fan of any of the three, but of songs that I like, I like more Beyonce songs out of the other two, and then Rihanna, I like more of her songs than Nikki songs. Okay, okay, I'm I'm, I'm more of a Rihanna. I, I like all three. Mm-hmm. I want to put that out there. Um, all three of my super successful way successful than me. I wish I had their bank accounts. That part. Um. <laughs> but uh yeah i i think i like rihanna more um i like nikki nikki minaj as well I, I i like beyonce you know it's not that i don't just run to her music but growing up I, my, my mom and sister used to listen to her all the time so i just heard beyonce like all, every day so um i don't know i just take rihanna i just take rihanna more That's i fair. guess i respect that i mean you know i you know my musical taste i'm real soulful and like lyrically inclined, so yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. You whatever. The book of Hendrix. Oh my bad. Keep going. Whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> another Super Bowl question. I know you like you say you didn't get to watch all of the game, but everybody's kind of talking about Jalen Hurts, aka quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, had a terrific game, accounting for over three hundred yards of offense, four touchdowns, including three rushing touchdowns. I mean, he's a bad dude. A bad bad dude do you think that he has ascended into the conversation of top five best quarterbacks in the league i mean um i would say why not i mean uh and if you say no who would be the five you'll put in front of him you know what i mean um like you said i didn't get to see the whole game but i did hear about what he did i mean they play the eagles yes they lost and like you said uh the Chiefs scored on every possession and you can't win like that but um they played they played well enough to win that game let there have been another person on that side there wasn't the chiefs they probably would bring that home it's just sad it was the chiefs so um you can't make mistakes like that against the chiefs a while um but i would i would have to ask you i mean because um you're more of an expert with the NFL than I am. Uh, who would you? My question is: Who do you agree? And if you don't, who are the five you put in front of him with a great game like that? And um, he, he had a good season. Yeah, so who would you put season. in front of him if you don't agree with it? No, I think number one, undisputed, is Patrick Mahomes. I was really after the game. I had a conversation with a friend of mine, and we literally said, number one is Patrick Mahomes. Everybody else can argue two through five. But Pat is one. <laughs> um, two, I would say Joe Burrow. Three, 
I would go Josh Allen for <sighs> Jalen has a very strong argument. If we're talking quarterbacks in the league at this very moment, I would put him at four. Okay. And, and five would probably be maybe Justin Dak, Herbert. Dak Prescott. I'm just playing. I'm oh, just gosh. That was, that was a joke. It was just a joke. Ew. I was joking to everybody. Uh, five, what, I Lamar think. Jackson? Lamar, no. Right now, I would take Justin Herbert over Lamar Jackson. Okay. And okay. really wouldn't have to think about it. I mean, especially if we're talking at this very moment. Now, if we're comparing their careers, and yeah, of course you go Lamar. But at this moment, I would go Justin Herbert. So, yeah, I would say I would put Jalen Hurts at four. And I think that if he has another strong season, gets the Eagles to another long uh, playoff run, I could see him overtaking Josh Allen at three. Okay. So, okay. I'm saying. But, yeah. So, that was Super Bowl. It was a blast and a half. And I'm happy that we got to enjoy it. But you want to know what else? something else that I enjoyed? Oh, please tell me. The NBA trade deadline. Because um, mm. it was a lot. It was a wild one. It was a lot. It was definitely a lot. It was a lot of a lot of a lot. And while there are dozens of trades that we could get to, we're not going to do that. We are just going to focus on the big ones. And let's start off with the three-way trade between the Lakers, Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Utah Jazz. For starters, the Lakers receive a former Laker and point guard D'Angelo Russell, as well as Malik Beasley and Gerald Vanderbilt, while Minnesota receives Mike Conley and picks, and then Utah receives Russell Westbrook and a 2027 Lakers first-round pick. Now, I think it's pretty safe to say that Russell Westbrook is going to be bought out. So, what team do you think is the best fit for my main man's Russell Westbrook? Well, honestly, I would love to see him in Miami with uh, Jimmy. I would just, That's what I want to see. But I also heard uh, the Bulls was interested. I just don't see him working well with the Bulls. I mean, um, I just don't. Maybe you can. You can see it, but I just don't see it. And I also heard um, the Clippers. And no, I do not want him to go to the Clippers. I do not think there will be a good fit with the Clippers. Uh, I will have. I would love to see him with the Miami. I want to see him in Miami. See what he can do, and I think he'll do good in Miami. I just want. I just. I just really want to see him and Jimmy on the court together. I just think the, they some dogs is gonna go for it. I mean, Jimmy Butler and Russell Westbrook are two of my favorite players in the league today. I would love to see them on the same court. Miami, I would love that. I think it would be a great addition. I think that he fits the mold and the mentality that the Miami Heat have. But I'm I'm going to disagree with you about the Clippers. I think that the Clippers could work. I think the Clippers are such a Jekyll and Hyde situation because, I mean, PG and Kawhi Leonard, as you know, when they're healthy, they're two of the best players in the league. But getting them to actually be on the court is a chore. And... While I could see Russ not really wanting to be in that situation, on the other hand, he did help Paul George to have arguably the best year of his career. And I think that he provides the team with the true point guard, something that they've really struggled to have over the years. John Wall, who they traded for, I mean, I traded for, they signed this offseason. That didn't work out. Reggie Jackson was fine, but that really didn't work out either. So it's kind of just been a revolving door at the position. And I think that if you get Russ, it provides some stability. But even still, I would love to see him on the Heat more, but I don't think the Clippers would absolutely be the worst 
fit for him. All right, so let's look at it from the Lakers standpoint. They bring in, in addition to Malik Beasley and um, and Gerald Vanderbilt, they also brought in Devon Reed from the Nuggets, as well as Rui Hachimura a few couple weeks ago. So looking at the overall roster construction that the Lakers have right now, and I forgot they also traded for Mo Bamba. Do you think that the Lakers have widened their NBA Finals window with their uh, recent acquisitions? Uh, I definitely think that he got a whole lot better. You really can't count out LeBron, especially how he's been playing this season. And AD, I mean, when AD's healthy, he's playing pretty good. Um, I think they got a whole lot better, and they became a lot more dangerous. They got some three-point shooting, which they desperately needed. You got uh, D'Angelo Russell, which um, – I wasn't sure with at first, but you know I like him. Um, he could definitely light up the scoreboard. The question is, like, will he do it? Because there've been times I see him on the Timberwolves and he'll just have a quiet night, just a quiet night, not doing anything. I mean, that was one of the reasons why we beat them in the playoffs last season. He wasn't showing up in a lot of games. But um, I like what the Lakers did. Um, I think they became a whole lot dangerous. The question is with the Lakers. Will they? Is it enough time for them to even catch up and make it to the playoffs? I mean, I think they're like four games behind. But everybody, a lot of teams got a lot, a lot better. Like it was just so many trades, and uh, it's like, is it enough time for them to make a run to at least get to the play-in? Like, if you get in the play-in, who are you going to play against? You know, to just win. Uh, I've got to play in work. You got to at least win one game, maybe two. Mm-hmm. So. I like what the Lakers did. Um, I'm a LeBron fan. You know, I want to see him do good. But uh, I'm just hoping it's not too late because they dig themselves in a hole, you know. LeBron been playing great, and they're just not getting wins. It's, it, it, I, it's so many games recently. The Lakers have been playing real good. It'll be a close game, and they still lose. Those are the games that hurt the worst. So it's like you need those wins. So... But I like what the Lakers did to answer that. Uh, I think they did pretty good, but their window is not going to be open still long because we don't know how long LeBron wants to play. I look at it, I think it's a good point that you mentioned about the close games because, I mean, hell, you just look at the game where LeBron did break the all-time scoring record, which, of course, congratulations to him. We lost that game. Like, that's great that he broke it, but, damn, we should have beat the Thunder. (laughs) No offense to Shea, he's a bad man. But still, come on now, Lakers, we're better than that. Hey, hey! One, I will give Thunder credit. They was playing, they was playing hard that game. They was playing hard. They was not letting up on the Lakers. They were, they was hitting almost every shot. And I don't know what they they did. I don't know what they drank drank before they came out to the game. But them boys had showed up to play. I'm gonna say something controversial, and I don't care. Right. I feel like that game was more so suited for LeBron to break the record than to actually win. Like, how I look at that game, I kind of view it like Kobe, Kobe's last game, where as it was very evident, every possession, Kobe got the ball. Not saying Kobe wasn't going to have a great game anyway, but, I mean, he didn't score 60 points by accident. And I yep. think that it was kind of a similar case with LeBron and him breaking the record because he needed, what, 36? He had 20 points sure. at halftime. And I'm not saying that's – was by design, but I do think it's more so a case of the Lakers, because the NBA season is so long, I don't think winning that game was the priority. Breaking the record was. 
I mean, you had all those stars and celebrities and legends in attendance. You have people paying tens and thousands of dollars for a ticket. You got the banners. You got the, of course, TNT was going to take time out. You stopped the game to acknowledge he did it. You got, I don't know if you saw him in the press, uh, post-game press conference. They literally had um, a backdrop of LeBron and the King and breaking the record. Like, I just feel like, Winning the game at that time was not the objective. And I think that's kind of the frustrating part because it feels like right now with the Lakers, at least as a Lakers fan, it feels like we're more so just, we're more about the storylines than we are actually striving for a championship, if that makes sense. It just feels, especially with LeBron being in tow, it's like, well, will LeBron break this scoring record? All right, he did that. That was the quote-unquote big storyline for this season. Russell Westbrook, what's going to happen with them? Rather than trying to get him in a situation and helping to kind of elevate his talent, it's more so that soap opera of will he tra- will they trade him, won't they trade him? And then, of course, now you take away that big element of that, what the Lakers have going on, and I'm sure it's shortly it's going to become, well, what can AD do? Can AD stay healthy? Is AD worth keeping around? It just feels like, not to say that it's all the Lakers' fault because the media plays a big role in the two, but just as of right now, I'm not – I don't believe the Lakers are going to win another championship. I like, after, at the moment, I didn't love the moves, but looking back, I like them a bit more now. But I can't say confidently that any of the additions that we have, I think are going to significantly put us over the top. We did get shooters in Vanderbilt and Beasley, which is great. Um, D'Angelo Russell, I like him way more than Patrick Beverly. I think he can be a much bigger con- contributor on the offensive side of the ball. But as you mentioned, he's pretty inconsistent. And so while I think overall the team has gotten better and I think that we should make the playoffs, I don't think that we'll be able to go blow for blow with the top teams. Like a healthy Warriors team, I think, still kicks our butts. We're going to get to it shortly, but KD with the Suns. If they can kind of build up some depth in the buyout market and kind of add to that bench, and if they can stay healthy, I don't think we can hang with them. I think we have a we would have struggles with the Mavericks. Hell, I think we have struggle with the Grizzlies. So I'm not in love with what the Lakers did, but I think it could be. I think we're better, but I just don't view us as a legitimate contender. I'll just say a quick side note. I feel like it, it, it depends. I mean, this is always, no matter what team. Yeah, I think it depends on who you match up with. If you're telling me the Lakers with the team y'all have now, LeBron playing like that, AD's healthy, dropping, uh, you know, decent numbers. Like, if I see y'all going against, like, I don't know, um, Sacramento. We better be Sacramento. <laughs> Uh, I, I know but Sacramento's been playing good. No shade against Sacramento. I've been talking – Sacramento has always just not been good, but I, I love seeing them doing good right now. Um, I, I'll pick you guys. Honestly, if you went against the Mavericks, um, uh, I, I, I'll probably pick the Mavericks, but I wouldn't be just shocked that, like, oh, Lakers takes Mavericks to seven, Lakers win. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, Grizzlies, uh, we've been really um, – um, we haven't been consistent lately, so – the way we're playing now, you know, I I wouldn't want to see us going against LeBron and AD. I wouldn't because uh, it's like, hey, so, okay, somebody's going to help up in uh, uh, and this is going off, you know, the uh, rails, but is somebody going to show up and help Ja? Like, I know everybody keeps saying since Ja said that he ain't worried about the West, we've been losing, and it's facts. But Ja has been showing up consistently. Can we get somebody else to come help him? Who's going to help him beat 
uh, LeBron because they don't cancel out each other. Jai might go for 40. LeBron, how he been playing, might go for 40 himself. Then now who's going to help us get, like who else is going to help? You know what I mean? Probably going to know what AD going to do. But, I mean, I, like I said, I like the moves. Um, I think if y'all, if y'all make it to the play-in, I got to see who you will play. You know, at that moment, who are y'all playing? And at that point, we can see. Then let's say I win the play-in. It's just all about matchups. You know what I mean? So, depending on who you match up with, Lakers could probably make it to the second round. <laughs> oh, wow. Second Thank round you. would be like, that's it. Second round would be it. That wow. Would be it, at what that a point, vote of confidence. Yes. Is that, is that <laughs> what we're saying. striving for I'm, now? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I just feel like they, they help you sleep at night. Just know deep down inside, I, the Lakers ceiling this season is the uh, semi-final. I, I really... <laughs> that's I, That's a beautiful thing because, honestly, I have no expectations for the Lakers right now. I I would be shocked if we made it to the second round. I, but that, thank you for your... Con- I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Bye. Going to the second round, going to play the songs. I'm gonna text you. I'm like, okay, this is all y'all wrote this season. I told you now. I oh no! I look the bar. <laughs> the bar is in hell right now with the Lakers. It's oh, so there ain't no way. It's nowhere to go but up. Okay, all honestly, right. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. That is the uh, man. Don't let us make the conference finals. Uh, nobody will be more shocked than I am. <laughs> nobody. I got a few Kobe or Magic Which one y'all want I, I hate that I didn't get a Russell Westbrook jersey But I might be able to get one cheap now So Hey y'all see, This is gonna be the, That was be some of the best podcasts She's gonna be doing If every time the Lakers win a series She's just gonna be super excited Yeah Cause I expect nothing <laughs> I expect Absolutely nothing I have less expectations for the Lakers right now than I do for the women's tag team championships. It's that long. Oh, that's that's bad. It's like you know, we'll just get to, we'll get to that another moment. <laughs> but I will tell you this: I, lo- I love doing this. But if the Lakers somehow put out the Grizzlies in the playoffs, I'm not I'm not coming back until next season. I, I respect that. I t- look, I respect it. I get it. I totally understand. Like. Y'all haven't seen Chris in a while. He's still mad. <laughs> well, obviously, that's not what I would say. I would say embryo. Come on now. Oh, my God. You know better. You know yeah, better. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Don't let this girl keep calling me embryo. My name is Chris. I'm older than her, everybody, but let's, let's move mm, on. Whatever. Uh, let's go ahead and move <laughs> on to a trade that really kind of kicked things off, and that is Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. Now, last week, there were some ramblings about him wanting to be traded. And lo and behold, the Dallas Mavericks swept in and got the deal done. How'd they do it? Well, they gave the Nets Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a first-round pick and multiple second-round picks in return. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like I said this to you or Ethan when the trade was made. I don't exactly love the Luka and Kyrie combination. But maybe I'm wrong. Do you think that this is going to wind up being the best duo in the NBA by the end of the season? I do not. I really didn't like it at first, but then I thought about it. Um, I didn't. I didn't like it at first at all. I was like, "This is not good." I don't see Kyrie putting them like over the top of anything. But I, th- I thought about it for a while. Luca kind of plays like LeBron. You know what I mean? And Kyrie. I, when I think of Kyrie, I feel like he has to have the ball, but technically, he really doesn't. He knows how to play off the ball. He's a great shooter. So it could work. Luca could still have the ball. And then when Luca is off the floor, 
Kyrie can still be on the floor or vice versa. And now you have at least one uh, person on the floor that can get you a bucket at any moment because Kyrie's just that dude. Um, so I feel like it can work. Now, what's their ceiling? I have no idea. It depends on matchups. I don't see them – well, I don't see them beating the Suns. I don't see them beating Denver. I can see them giving the Grizzlies a good run in the series. But um, I like it a little bit more now. Because when I think of Luka, he's just like a younger LeBron. He can do a lot of stuff LeBron does. And Kyrie did win a championship with LeBron. So he knows how to play with somebody like that. So I think it's going to be decent. I think the best part of this trade, or at least from the Mavericks standpoint, is they're getting help for Luka. I think that this season has made it abundantly clear that Luke is a bad man, but he had really no help around him. And while this kind of feels more like a rental as opposed to, you know, this is a long-term answer, a long-term uh, solution, I do yeah. think that at least for right now, it's not all going to be on Luca's shoulders. It's not all just going to be Luca has to do everything and the Mavericks don't win. Because the last time I checked, I think they were 0-7 when Luca didn't play. And now I think that, of course, it's going to kind of take some time for Kyrie to kind of get meshed with Jason Kidd and what that team, how they run their plays, et cetera. At least it gives them a very good second scoring option. And I would take, honestly, if I'm the Mavericks, especially considering all it took was that, no disrespect to Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney, and those picks, et cetera, I would make this trade 10 times out of 10. Just because you know what you're getting in Kyrie. He's a multi-time All-Star. Like you mentioned, he's a former champion. He is still terrific. And I think that while the off-the-court stuff can be a bit off-putting, even though I'll admit a good amount of it is blown out of proportion, I think that he's well worth the risk, especially because you want to give your young star help and show him, hey, Luca. Don't get it twisted. You don't have to do this alone. We want to build around you and help you out. So like I said, even though I don't think it's a long-term answer, I think at least for right now, it was a it's a great show of faith for Luca to know that his team wants to help him out. Yeah, but okay, so this trade happened before the KD trade. Yes. So, you know, and yeah, it's short term, but we Kyrie is only on the one year, right? Yeah, so he's a free agent. He can be gone by next season. You don't know, especially yeah. if they don't want to give him a long term contract. So it's to me, it's like I get why they did it at first. KD wasn't on the Suns, but I just feel like now it was kind of a waste. And this is why, like, you gave up pieces to get Kyrie. Most likely, he's not going to be there next season. I don't think he's going to be there next season. I don't either. But it's like um, I would get. If you feel like short-term or just this season, oh, this could put us over the top to get a championship. But I don't think it does that. Like, let's say KD didn't go to the Suns. I don't know. I want to say Clippers, but I don't know what the Clippers are going to do. Like, Clippers, I, I just don't know. They wild cards to me because they, they really just always been wild cards. But, like, with that team, the team they have right now, could they beat Denver? I don't know if they could even beat Denver. No. And it's like, like I just said earlier, they will, they will give Memphis a run for our money because we just we're inconsistent right now. If we're just playing on fully top notch, they'll still give us a run with Luca. Luca always gives us problems. Can't wait to see that game. Um, and it's like, um, it's like, are, are they? Can they beat the Warriors? 
a healthy Warriors. It's, it's like, did that trade really put y'all over the top? And I just feel like now, if I'm sitting, like if I'm the GM and after I saw KD go to the Suns, I'm like, man, I just wasted all my pieces because we're not making it to the championship. Because let's say they felt like that. Maybe they like, Kyrie probably going to leave, but maybe we can uh, beat everybody and make it to the finals, you know, with Kyrie. Because that is a nice duo. But I just feel like now, after that KD, I feel like a lot of people feel like that. But anyway, um, man, everybody feel like they could win the championship, then boom, KD just ruined everything and went to the freaking Suns, which the Suns didn't really give up nothing in my personal opinion. Yeah, they gave up bench players, but they kept their core people. How can you do a trade like that and keep your core people? That doesn't make sense to me, but well, that's just my input. It's okay. We'll get to that. So as of right now, here is the Mavericks starting lineup. <laughs> Luca, Kyrie, Tim Hardaway, Christian Wood, and um, oh my gosh, uh, Dwight Powell. You already mentioned you don't see them as necessarily a Western Conference final favorite, which I don't either. But worst comes to worst, where do you see them ending the season seed wise? Because if the season ended right now, the Mavericks would be the fourth seed. I could see them keeping that spot maybe coming up to third because I don't think the Kings are going to hold on to third. Um, let me look. I mean, I could see them making it to the second. Um, we're still close. And um, like I say, my Grizzlies, which has been inconsistent, uh, I can't wait for the All-Star break. We need to talk things over. But um, let's say um, – They about two, and a, two games back third. from the Grizzlies. I'm just gonna I'm gonna say third, but I could easily see them um, getting to the second because, like I said, the Grizz right now we're just very inconsistent right now. You know, I don't know what's going on, but uh, well, you know. So, um, and I mean, if they make the second, and let's just say you know everybody drop Memphis drop to the third. I mean, if they they the second piece. They will probably play. Well, it would be the play and all that. But, like, could you see them being the, beating the Pelicans? Like, so they was the second seed. Let's say everything stayed the same and the Pelicans stayed the seven. You, you could see them beating the Pelicans in the series? For sure. Hands down. Right. I don't trust the Pelicans. Not since Zion's yeah. out, which we'll get to. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and after that, you know, depending on whoever wins another series, you know, I can see them making a second round, you know, and maybe that's where – the icing is on the cake, you know what I mean? And it's like, you gave up those pieces and those picks just for a second round exit, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know, that's tough. But I mean, nothing would be a bigger failure than what the Nets did. So, I mean, hey, life is up. You are <laughs> absolutely right. All right, let's go ahead and move on to that vaunted uh, KD trade where that took place, like, at what? After midnight, because I was at the gym when it happened. And I was like, damn. Okay, here's what the Suns gave up. They're sending Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four first-round picks, a 2028 pick swap for uh, Kevin Durant and uh, TJ Warren. And the uh, unprotected picks for the Nets are 2023, 2025, 2027, and 2029. All right, so we, we got a few questions. Starting off with, in your opinion, are the Suns the favorites to represent the West in the finals right now? I mean, yes, but they gave up a lot. He must be uh, on the same par as uh, Rudy Gobert. 
Uh, I mean, uh, it's, it's only a few people on the level of Rudy Gobert, the greatest player of all time. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, they're my favorites because it doesn't really matter where KD goes. He fits in the system wonderfully. And I'm pretty sure, um, I haven't been checking or nothing, but I'm pretty sure the um, songs are going to build up. Like I said, I'm pretty sure they're going to build up their bench a little bit more. And plus, people are in the buyout market now that people are going to want to come there. They want to win a championship. And then you have Devin Booker, which is just a amazing guard. You still have Chris Paul, which I really like. Um, and you still got DeAndre Ayton. I would have thought they would have at least gave up DeAndre Ayton for Kevin Durant. Like, I really, really would have thought that, but they didn't. Um, they, they're definitely the favorites. Uh, but I don't know if they're going to win a championship. I mean, KD, besides the Warriors, I mean, he, it seems like he just can't make it back to the finals, you know. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But they're definitely the favorites. Um, because Kevin Durant is that dude. It don't matter where he goes, that uh, team is going to be championship contenders. I think you kind of hit it on the head because I agree. I think that they are the favorites in the West. But real talk, I don't think I don't think they're championship favorites, especially because now they trade away most of their bench. And so now, I ain't going to lie to you, I don't know if they beat the Bucks. At full strength. I don't know if they beat the Celtics at full strength. I think. Ooh. I, I, I say. You know how I feel about James Harden. But I think that would be. I think they'd be able to get past Philly. Um, Cleveland would be a fun series. I think they could get past Cleveland. But yeah, like I still feel more confident in the Bucks and the Celtics than I do in the Suns even after this trade. Just because, I, like I said, I feel like the Suns gave up a lot um, to make it happen. Because um, looking at their roster right now, yes, you have DeAndre Ayton and you have CP3. You got KD now, Devin Booker. That's awesome. But if you look at the rest of the roster, it leaves a lot to be desired. And I feel like if – Let's say Devin Booker's injury turns out to be worse than it is. And he, when he comes back, he's not going to be at 100%. I don't know how much I trust this squad. Same for KD. KD's battling an injury right now. Who's to say it's he's going to come back soon and be at 100%? It's going to kind of take time for him to build up. And then we already know Chris Paul can't stay healthy. But, I mean, he's also almost 40, so I'll give him a pass. But I just – I'm – like – I agree with you in the sense I think that they absolutely have potential to go, but I wouldn't consider them the favorites to be NBA champions. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. And uh, I, it's, it's it's hard to really bet against the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, they're just a complete team. And uh, they got one of the players I wanted my greases to get, which was Dre Crowder, which made them even better. So, I mean, uh, in Boston – I like Boston, though. They're a good team. I just – I feel like it would be bad for them if they try to get in a shooting contest with KD and Devin Booker because sometimes um, Tatum, them, I, I've noticed they'll try to start getting in a shooting contest, which sometimes go good, sometimes go bad. It's like – but they do have a way more complete team. And like you said, when it comes down to that bench, you need a bench to win a championship. You need at least some nice pieces coming off your bench because when your starters sit down, you don't want your lead to go away. I'm going to say something else controversial. Well, it's more so of a question. Healthy Warriors 
versus the Suns right now, who goes to the finals between the two? I would love that series. Um, ooh, you said healthy. Everybody at full strength. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I'll say Warriors. The Warriors. Yeah, I'll go I'll Warriors. The Warriors. I think it would be a good series. Might go, might go probably about six or seven. But I'm just thinking about the Warriors. Like, um, they have Jordan Poole, you know, um, stuff he'll do. And their bench as well. They have a nice bench. You know, Draymond is going to come in and uh, – do stuff defensively, um, and I'm just thinking about Aiden. Aiden, he's been playing better this season, but you know, playoffs he hasn't always been consistent. So, and now if he wasn't consistent with Devin Booker and Chris Paul, now you have a whole another person with uh, Kevin Durant. It's like with, with that, with his numbers drop. You know yes. what I mean? You know when it drops. So, yeah, I'm gonna go Warriors. Yeah, so we we in the same boat. We are definitely in the same boat. All right, let's go ahead. And uh, do you have a f- under-the-radar trade that you really liked? It's okay if you don't, but just a move that we didn't really talk about in depth that you that you really liked. Well, I spoke to you about it. Uh, this is just I only know about this trade because I'm a Memphis Grizzly diehard. Uh, I like Luke Kennard. I like him. I like that addition. Uh, but I would really want – I still want more. You know, I was hearing about Danny Green getting bought out, but uh, I think he's already set to go to another team because I was saying they bought out – Yeah, I was saying, you buy out Danny Green, I would have loved to get him back because that's what we need. We need three-point shooters. Grizzlies, three-point – we can shoot them, but we're not just great at it. And we need that, especially with the landscape of the West. You need that to spread the floor because if you get some nice knockdown shooters – on the floor with John Morant that loves to attack the paint. And you have Jaron Jackson Jr., which has been uh, planning the paint a whole lot more, which I love to see. You know, uh, that just makes us more dangerous. But I would say Luke Kennard. Uh, do you have any? Because if it's under the radar, I, I didn't know. Uh, I liked uh, Josh Hart and going to the Knicks and Cam Reddish going to the Trailblazers. I think that while I like Josh Hart with the Trailblazers, I thought it was a good fit. I like him going to the Knicks as well. I think it provides some really good um, 3 and D player coming off the bench. And then for Cam Reddish, he gets a change of scenery, which is something that is clear he's really needed. Um, I've always thought that Cam Reddish was talented. It's just, yes, he is consistent, but he really hasn't gotten many opportunities to show what he can do, whether that be his time in Atlanta or um, in New York. So I, I like this move for both teams. But all right, one last question before we talk about some injuries. Quite a few players are expected to be bought out. You already mentioned one um, in Danny Green. He already signed with the Cavaliers. But here are some other uh, potential players who could be bought out. Um, my main man, Russell Westbrook, my dog. Uh, Patrick Beverly, Danny Green, who I already mentioned. Dwayne Dedman, Reggie Jackson, who's already been bought out. And he signed with, did he sign with Dallas? I don't remember who exactly he signed with, but he signed somewhere. Uh, Kevin Love, Goga Bidazabe and Serge Ibaka are just a few names. So, also, Will Barn is another one. So, with the exception of Russ, because that answer is a little too easy, but of the possible buyout candidates, who would you want to join the Grizzlies? Uh, I'd probably go... Will Barton, probably. Get the man back in Memphis. I like that move. Um, yeah, I think he can uh, help out. Um, I don't just. I don't. I, I, we don't need Patrick Beverly. We don't need uh, 
Kevin Love unless you just want a vet in your locker room, which Kevin Love is definitely a vet and won a championship. Um, I don't know, like the, the pieces that I the, the piece that I wanted, you know, are already taken. I will take Will Barton. Uh, what position does he play? I forget. He's uh, a three, small forward. He's a three, you know, and um. He can shoot the three a little bit, you know, and I think he can help out. Um, that's what I'm starting to want on our team now. And uh, we have a lot of young players. We're very talented. It's time to get some of them, like I say, a, a three and D players, you know, to spread the floor. But I also want a vet, you know, some vets. That's why I really like Danny Green. He fit all of those. He can play defense. He can shoot the three. And he was a vet, a well-skilled vet. And he's been on the big stage plenty of times and and have won, you know. So that's what we need because – my problem with the Grizzlies, which is the problem with everybody who's been saying in the league, we're just talking too much. And I love us being, you know, confident and talking, but you got to back it up. And I, I'm not positive, but every televised game we've had this season, I feel like we didn't lost or got in the fight. So it's like, you know, Grizzlies, we're talented, but yeah, we are the most hated team in the NBA right now. And I mean, I understand why, but you got to back it up. I agree. Yeah, I, I feel that. Uh, I will say Kevin Love. I think that having that veteran leadership will be a good thing, and he plays this role. I mean, Kevin Love in the last couple of years hasn't put out spectacular numbers, but he's been a consistent piece in Cleveland. Cleveland doesn't need him anymore. I think that coming to L.A., especially because A.D. is not to be trusted, I think he could be, you know, a nice backup for him. He could still shoot yeah. a little bit, play some defense, and just provide a nice veteran presence in that locker room. He knows what it's like to play with LeBron, and I think he'd kind of help everybody out to understand what it is like to do so. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about – what you say? He's a great passer, too. That part. Uh, let's talk about some injuries. <laughs> Starting out of the Western Conference, Steph Curry unfortunately has sustained a uh, left leg injury and is going to miss multiple weeks. Uh, multiple weeks, that's no real timetable. But as of right now, as recording, by the way, it is Monday at 2.46 p.m. Central Time. So this is before Monday Night Raw and before a lot of other stuff shakes out. So please keep that in mind when we make our predictions. Um, but – in the case of Steph, right now the Warriors are sitting at 28 and 28, ninth in the Western Conference. Let's say Steph doesn't come back till no- next month. Where do you see the Warriors in the standings? Do you think that they're going to rise from nine, fall from nine? Where do you think they go? So right now they're at nine. And um, this, they say multiple weeks. So you said next month probably. Um, I think they'll be okay. Um, they're definitely going to probably beat the Wizards. And then they have a game against the Clippers and Lakers. I actually see the Clippers and Lakers winning both of those games. Um, they could probably pull out a win with the Rockets, I would assume. And then they go against the Timberwolves and Trailblazers, which also lost losses. And then March 2nd, they play the Clippers. Let's say he comes back before – if he doesn't come back before March 2nd or March 3rd, or or you just don't know because they're, they're – they're, um, they're, uh, schedule is it gets tough. Everybody plays some nice um teams. So you can if he doesn't come back before March fifth, I'm looking at just me just thinking looking at probably about seven losses. Cause they're playing against good teams. And when I say seven losses, they're gonna lose against the Clippers, um, and the Lakers. Then they're also going to play the Timberwolves and the Trailblazers, which I feel like they'll lose as well. But, I mean, you know, you also had them games where Jordan Poole might go off a of clay. So, you know, um, 
Oof, I don't know. Those are some tough games not to have Steph Curry. You could be looking at a potential Oh wow. They can drop they can drop um Oof, they can drop to the I don't know. This looks bad. <laughs> this looks bad. <laughs> I mean, some of those games, I'm, I'm predicting, like, somebody's going to go off. They're not going to lose all those games. They're a good coach. They're a great coach team. So, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to say, I'm going to cut that in half. I, I, I think they might be at the 10th or 11th spot by the time Steph comes back. Dang. If he's gone that long, do you have you seen their, 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 the Lakers have been playing good? You're going against the Clippers. You're going against, they, I think they're going against the Clippers and Lakers twice. That's why I said March, by March 5th. Because maybe – and if he comes back in March, then fine. You can cut some of those losses in half. But I think they're going to drop down the spot. I don't see them winning all these games without Steph Curry. The Trailblazers are not um, – you just can't just go in thinking you're going to beat the Trailblazers. You can't just go in thinking you're going to beat the Clippers. Or the Lakers. Like I said, the Lakers have gotten better. Lakers, a lot of the games they've been losing have been by single digits close games. They change a couple stuff up defensively or actually make it like another shot. And so they can win those games. So, this is not going to be easy for the Lakers. I mean, Lakers, for the Warriors at all. Yeah. I I feel that, but I think they can stay in that 8 through 9 range. I mean, it's a tough sledding. But one thing about the Warriors is their core players know how to play with each other. And that's talking about the Draymonds, the Clays. Um, of course, you've added in Jordan Poole. Now, they just got Gary Payton a second back. I don't know how much time he's going to miss, but that whole trade dilemma was wild. But overall, I think that they'll still be able to stay afloat just because they've been in this situation before. Over the last three seasons, there's been times where Steph has missed significant time. And so I think that they know as long as they can stay afloat long enough, they have a legitimate shot to be okay so I think, of course, it's not going to be perfect by any means. I think for the next few weeks, they'll be able to thug it out. But like you said, if it goes beyond March 5th, that's when it's going to start getting more complicated. But for at least the next two, three weeks, I think he'll be all right. Uh, I, I'm going to write that down. They're going to be in the 10th or 11th spot by when Steph Curry come back. I'm okay. Please do. I have nothing to write down on right now. So, oh, um, crazy. <laughs> Well, as a journalist, I always have paper and pen near me. Okay, I will write it down. Uh, everybody, I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, this, I'm telling you, they're going to be either in the 10th or 11th spot. Okay. All right. Let's talk about a team I have no faith in. That sounds bad, but <laughs> it's it's true. Um, It was announced yesterday that Zion Williamson, despite having a terrific start to the season, has reportedly re-aggravated his hamstring injury and is expected to miss additional weeks after the All-Star break. Uh, reportedly, uh, Grip, Zion re-aggravated the injury on the court as he was progressed up to three-on-three work trying to work his way back. Let's be honest, it's been a bit of a struggle for the Pelicans since Zion's injury. Um, in the last 10 games, they are, in fact, 3-7. and seven. Right now, they are the 7th seed, sitting at 29-28. and 28. So, same question. Where do you see them winding up by the time that uh, Zion gets back? Now, this is a team I could see being in that 10-11 range. Well, I mean, of course, you know, you got to go with, uh, you know, who they're playing and all that. So, that's possible. Um, I don't know. Pelicans have been under my radar. I haven't paid attention to them this season. 
I thought it was doing a whole lot better because they have so much. They started they have, off like, really great well. Young talent. They have great young talent like us, and I would have thought they would have been okay because last season when he wasn't playing for a while, they was doing good, you know, without Zion. So I can see them staying afloat. I see them um, probably when he comes back. I'm still either being in the seventh or eighth spot, probably drop down to ninth, you know, because like, it's a chance the Warriors could move up, you know what I mean? So, I mean, uh, I, I don't see them just dropping down too far. Let's, let's make a bet. The, the Pelicans, they might be inconsistent, but when they're fully healthy, that's you, you don't want to play against Sure, them. when they're they fully healthy, play. but they haven't been but fully they healthy. They never are. So. Yeah, so. All right, so, so let's say March 5th, right? Who has the who's the higher seed, the Warriors or the Pelicans? I'm saying Warriors. I'm gonna say the Pelicans, and the only reason I'm saying it because like, I just I looked at the Warriors next couple of the games. Like there there's some tough games, and like the the thing the thing about it is some of them games the Warriors are about to play. They can play a great game and still lose it because those are the type of teams they're playing against right now. Okay. So, so we bet. You want to bet? What, what, what we bet? Oh, uh, let's see. You already owe me a milkshake. We can add two. I don't, I don't owe you a milkshake. You absolutely owe, you milkshake. owe me another milkshake. Uh, I, don't, I don't recall that. I don't okay. recall that. So, wow. Now you're not noble. Got it. Either way. Oh, I, wow. I, all right. That's, that's All right. I'm going to be in town literally the next week. I owe you a drink. When we go on bill, if the Grizzly, all right, let's say, what day are we saying? March what? 5th. March 5th. Okay. If I'm saying the Warriors will have be the better seed and have a better overall record than the Pelicans. Okay. Okay. And so, if I'm right, you owe me a drink or another. Actually, we could just add another milkshake to my tab. And then for you, I'll <laughs> buy you a drink. So, you said I owe you, a, I owe you one milkshake? Another milkshake, yes, and I'll owe you a drink. Deal? <laughs> Deal, let's do it, let's do it. All right, bet. A matter of fact, I'm going to make a note of that right now. You don't got to write it down. You got to write nothing down now. You don't got to do that. This is, on, this is being recorded, so <laughs> I can still check back at any time. Yeah, but you have to look at the time frame and be like, uh, when did he say that? When did we uh, talk about that? No, it's fine. It's okay. It don't even worry about it. Or Pelicans higher seat. Don't even trip. We good. We good. All right. So now to the part of the show that I'm actually really excited for, and that is our top shelf. Okay, that is our NBA All Star Draft. Usually by this point, in the All Star teams have already been drafted, so we really can't do it. We pretty much like pick which All Star team we think is better. But this time. I get to put on my Giannis Antetokounmpo costume. Embryo gets to put on his LeBron James costume because, baby, we are going to do our own drafts. We're going to see who is the better GM. Now, just to make it known, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Zion Williamson will not be available to play, and thus they are not included in this. So what's going to happen is I'm going to run down the starters, and in addition to the players that we already have a la Embryo has LeBron. I have Giannis. We get to pick four starters, and then we're going to flesh out the rest of our roster with reserves. Embryo, are you ready? My boy, ready. Let's do it. All right, so because I am such a benevolent host, 
you get the first pick. Um, hopefully, you looked at the link I sent you that had all the all-star starters. Um, but would you like me to say them out loud, Just or are you good? Well, you can say them out loud for the audience. Sure. So here are our selection pool. Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, Lori Markkinen, Donovan Mitchell, Ja Morant, Jason Tatum, and Nikola Jokic. Embryo, you are on the board. You have the first pick. All right, so my first pick, I'm going to pick for my point guard. Well, I guess you don't have to just do it in that order. You're no, you don't do it in that order. Uh, well, I'm going to pick LeBron James as my first starter. No, because you are well, LeBron. He's already a team leader, so yeah. yeah. I'm going to pick Ja Morant. I knew you were going to take Ja. Okay, that's cute. Uh, With my first pick, you know what? I'm... I'm going to get Nikola Jokic. Oh, come on. We're we going to get some beef in the post. <laughs> you really had to do me like that? All right. I did. I did. You're up. Well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to go get Joel Embiid. Okay. Respect. Respect. Huh. I still got a good board. I mean, my post is taken care of so I can get a little. You know what? I may hate the team he plays for, but Kobe fan recognizes Kobe fan. I'm going Jason Tatum. Why are you picking? <laughs> all right, all right. That's a good pick. Go ahead and uh, give me uh, Mitchell. I want Mitchell. Damn. <laughs> I was hoping you could take Tatum. <laughs> Alright. That's lame. Alright. Um I'm going to take Luca. Okay. Are you gonna take Luca? I'm gonna take Luca. Alright, so uh we're both at three. We got uh what? We're both at four, right? Yeah, we got one more pick. One more pick. Okay, who's left? We I see see who's left. I'm gonna choose you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get marketing. Thank you so He's much. He's a good season, and I'm just going to be um, – he, he deserves it. He deserves it. I'm, I'm, I'm a grab. I don't want him to be the last pick. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm taking him. I, I'm so, so happy like, you are because I needed a point guard. So I <laughs> – and the reason why I didn't take Kyrie over Lucas because you drafted Josh. So I was like, he's not going to need a point. All right, bet. <laughs> All right, so here are our starting fives. Mine is uh, Giannis, Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic, and Kyrie Irving. While Embryos is LeBron James, John Morant, Joel Embiid, Donovan Mitchell, and uh, Lori Markkinen. All right, you ready to go to the reserves? Because this is the the hard part. It is the hard part. All <laughs> I'm right. trying to see if I'm missing anything right now. All right, do you want me to list off the reserves for you? Uh, you can listen to my last night for the audience. Man. I see how, how nice of you. All right, we got Bam Adebayo, <laughs> Jalen Brown, Anthony Edwards, DeMar DeRozan, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, Paul George, Drew Holiday, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Julius Randle, Jaron Jackson Jr., Pascal Siakam, Damian Lillard, and DeMontis Sabonis. Now, because Embryo got the first pick of the starters, I get first pick of the reserves. 
Okay, okay. And with my first pick, I'm going Shay. Okay. My first pick, because I want to keep that paint protected, I'm going for the Jaron Jackson. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Keep the Memphis boys together. Ain't nothing wrong with it. All right. I will be going with... You know what? We, I'm. Mm, I want my team to be fun. I'm going Ant. Okay, you going Ant? Okay, okay. Uh, you know what? Uh, any big time is Dame time, so I'm going for Damian Leonard. That's that's a good pick. Dame was definitely, definitely a close second for me. Uh, with my next pick. Let's uh let's get some beef in the paint. I'm going bam. Okay, okay. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna break the chemistry up. I'm gonna get Jalen Brown. I respect it. Uh let's see. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm gonna go swiper. I'm going De'Aaron Fox. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, who have I got? I am gonna go with. You know what? Give me. I want Paul George. Okay, PG thirteen. Respect. Um. Hi. You know what? DeMar DeRozan is my guy. I'm going to stick with him. I'm getting DeMar. Okay. And did you um, pick Sabonis? No, I did not. I'm going with Sabonis. You lame, but okay. How am I lame? Because I wanted DeMontis Sabonis, but it's okay. He was, that's who I was battling with for him and DeMar, but it's all good. All right, well, since you're going uh, with the big, I'm going to go with the big myself. I'm getting Pascal Siakam. Okay, okay. Is there anybody left? It is. It is Tyrese Halliburton, Drew Holiday, and Julius Randle. I am going to go with, you know what, I'm going with, Julius Randle. Okay. All right. With my final pick, I am going Tyrese Halliburton. Okay. Okay. And so that means Drew Holiday is on Team LeBron. I like it. I like it. Okay. So, friendly reminder, here are the teams that we have drafted. For me, a.k.a. Team Giannis, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irvish, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Anthony Edwards, Bam Adebayo, De'Aaron Fox, DeMar DeRozan, Pascal Siakam, and then Tyrese Halliburton, while Team LeBron, a.k.a. Embryo, has uh, LeBron James, Ja Morant, Joel Embiid, Donovan Mitchell, Lori Markkinen, Jaron Jackson Jr., Damian Lillard, Jalen Brown, Paul George, DeMontis Sabonis, Julius Randle, and Drew Holiday. While it's pretty safe to say I have the better all-star squad. Oh, wow. Just put a poll together. 
Oh, and uh, try to figure out what the listeners think, or we could try to do something along the lines of, um, you know, seeing who's is the closest with their picks. Why not both? Bet we can put the poll together. I mean, obviously, I have the better team, but it's okay. How you have the better team? Cause I, cause I'm me, and I'm a great general manager. You're a great general manager. I'm, a, I'm a great general manager. <laughs> I get things done. That's what I do. When did you get done? Uh, you don't know about it because it's already done. That's why. Okay, that doesn't make sense. But that's cute. <laughs> real cute. Real precious and adorable. I have the better squad. But we will put out a poll. Because who doesn't love a poll to show that I, in fact, drafted the better all-star team. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and play a quick game of Believable or Buffoonery before we go to our Elimination Chamber predictions. And starting with a statement that you made earlier, which echoes what John Morant said in the fact that the Grizzlies are the most hated team in the NBA. When asked about it, he said we are. You see it every day on social media. Anything that has to do with the Grizzlies is frontline national television and national people putting it out. Anything else, it don't be said. He said, I feel like we wasn't the only team on a losing streak, but we're the only ones that got mentioned. So, believable or buffoonery, the Grizzlies are the most hated team in the NBA. I'm going to call believable. Oh, yeah, definitely believable. And half of it is on them. You know what I mean? Um, love the Grizzlies. I say die hard support them. Um, a lot of stuff, uh, starting fights or just talking crap. You know, I mean, it's cool talking, you know, talking crap and all that. But you have to bag it up. If you're going to talk crap on the court and um, – like John Morant comes out um, with the interview um, and says um, he's not worried about anybody in the West. He's just worried about the Celtics. You know, people are going to pay attention to you. Now, one thing I will say, and I'm going to let you have it, when we was on the 11-game winning streak, because um, that interview came out while we was on the 11-game winning streak, nobody was, saying, nobody was saying a word. They weren't talking about us. We was on the 11-game winning streak. Nobody has nothing to say when he said we're not worried about the West. Now, we did go on a nice losing streak now everybody wants to talk and say oh no you're not good in the west you said you wasn't worried so grizzlies you have to be you have to pay attention to that people are gonna not gonna talk when you're winning they're gonna talk only when you're down and losing because they're waiting to talk about you because you've been talking crap all season and i mean i don't mind y'all being the most hated team i mean um own it if everybody hates you own it and make them hate you even more by beating them and putting them out the playoffs so go grizz but yeah it's definitely believable yeah, I think it's believable as well. I think you pretty much hit it on the head with everything that you said. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Also, I think it's a bit hypocritical because the same reasons, well, most of the same reasons people now hate the Grizzlies, they loved them for last year. Like when nobody expected yes. them to win 50 plus games and they were celebrating and having fun. Everybody's like, yeah, the Grizzlies are cool. And then now when they're doing the same thing and get some more swag and confidence to them, everybody hate them. Like it's, it's, it's weird. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. But, you know, at, at the same time, it's about being, you know, confident and being disrespectful. And I think it's at a borderline. Sometimes the Grizz might be yeah. very disrespectful. But I'm not the one on the court hearing them talk. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like I say, if you're going to be the most hated, let, hey, own it. If they're going to hate you, own it. And just make them hate you even more by uh, playing great basketball and getting wins. Facts. Absolute facts. All right, let's go ahead and move on to 
the latest trade news. You and I both agree we don't think that Kyrie Irving is going to be in Dallas going into next year, which opens a world of possibilities. Maybe he goes to L.A. or maybe he could be headed to Phoenix. ESPN analyst Chris Haynes said this following the reports of KD being traded to Phoenix. The Suns had visions of having KD and Kyrie this season, so don't dismiss the possibility that Kyrie could be added for the next season as well. Believable or buffoonery, in 2024... Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant will be playing in the desert. I mean, I'm not going to believe it, but at the same time, where would Chris Paul be? You know, I don't really see you needing Kyrie when you have Chris Paul. Even though Chris Paul has, he 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 he's he always injured, but I don't see the point in having a Chris Paul and Kyrie Irving. I don't think uh, it would be an and situation. I think it's more of an or situation. I feel like. If they really want to get Kyrie, Chris Paul's going to have to go. And so I, right now, I only see two real possibilities of where Kyrie is going to end up. And that's either L.A. or Phoenix. And at this present moment, I'm going to say it's believable. I could absolutely see him going to Phoenix. And then it'd be asked the question of what do you do with CP3? But if you're asking me if I can bring in Kyrie but have to get rid of CP3 or keep CP3, I'm going to take Kyrie 10 times out of 10. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. And uh, for what I saw, they did have Chris Paul kind of on the market for a big trade, you know. So you, it looks like they're ready to move away from him. So, you know what, I will change it to a believable. I didn't think about that right off the bat, so. Oh, look at us agreeing. Look at me helping to bring you to the light. Hey, first time for everything. Okay, you know what? I didn't come here to be bullied. All right, last but not least, the Nets. Who would have thunk it? A couple years ago, they bring in James Harden, who, you know, y'all know my feelings. But then you get Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and things are starting to look up. Brooklyn legit looks like an NBA Finals contender. Then just a couple short years later, it's all over. All three of them are gone. And it's safe to say that pundits have been bashing the Nets ever since. Tim Legler on Get Up on ESPN said, this is one of the greatest underachievements in the history of team sports. Let's let's bring that down a little bit. The Nets' quote-unquote big three is the biggest disappointment in the NBA of the last 10 years. I would say yes, but I will go out and say, um, if it's not probably kind of the same caliber, if Kawhi and Paul George don't get a ring and for the Clippers, that is also going to be a huge disappointment as well. But I definitely would put the Nets over that because you have Kevin Durant, one of the best players of all time, like just facts. You have Kyrie Irving and James Harden. Now, of course, history won't just bring up everything that was going on while that was happening. Um, James Harden wasn't always healthy. Kyrie with the, uh, you know, the shot and all that and not being able to play. Just a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happened. But um, this is definitely one of the biggest disappointments in NBA history. Uh, I have to go back and just look at everything. But that's definitely one of the biggest disappointments. It really is because you should have at least got one championship. I mean, you never made it to the finals. Yeah, they came 
um, one shot away of making it to the finals when they was playing against Milwaukee, but people are not going to remember that. You know what I mean? Um, they're going to remember that you failed. You never made it to the finals. And that's definitely one of the biggest disappointments ever. It really is. For me personally, it's not the biggest NBA disappointment. For me, it's the Lakers not getting Chris Paul because David Stern hates us. But uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Kobe, Kobe would have had about seven rings. <laughs> you want to talk about pain, heartbreak, and disgust? Now that's the most disappointing NBA thing to me, hands down. Never will be anything different. Um, but yeah, in terms of league wide, for sure. For sure. I mean, you, yeah, because, I mean, honestly, I had forgotten about the shot. I mean, if Kevin Durant's feet was half an inch shorter, <laughs> they'd be in the finals. But they weren't. Well, I mean, what's that, what's that the Eastern Conference Finals or was it the semi-finals? Uh, I want I mean, to say that was the Eastern Conference Finals. Because okay, that was the okay. year the Bucks went to the uh, finals. And beat the Suns. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Yeah, I mean, there's so much that went on that, like, overall we don't really think about. We just fixate on the fact that they didn't win any championships. And by that point, uh, what's his name? I think James – was James Harden already gone? No, James James Harden hadn't been traded yet. James Harden got traded last season. So he was technically there, but I don't think he was playing. Then you got Ben Simmons. Well, you know, it's just a lot. You you want to talk about disappointments. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's just, man, that, that man was one jump shot away from being a man, you know. Oh, well. But low-key, this is I the... Will, you know what I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I will love, I would love to see um, this Kevin Durant's sons meet the Milwaukee Bucks in the finals. So, uh, Giannis could be like, I see y'all failures brought y'all back to me, and I'm about to make y'all sad one more time. <laughs> I don't think he'd actually say that out loud, but if he did, that would be amazing and iconic and hilarious. Like, uh, it'd be funny like, if he won the championship, and as he's doing the walk-off interview, he'd be like, you know, they they didn't learn the first time. I had to do it to him one more time. You know what? That would, in fact, be hilarious. That would actually be Okay. It, it, would, it would be hilarious. But uh, go ahead. I had cut you off earlier. Go ahead. You know, not the first time. Not going to be the last. Uh, But, yeah, so... I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I, I just let you have it. No, I didn't say a word. Thank you so much. I for didn't that. say nothing. Uh, but yeah, we're in, look at us being in agreement. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's make some game picks for tonight. Uh, like I said, it is February 13th as of recording, and we got got some cool games on the docket. Starting off with the Denver Nuggets versus the Miami Heat. Y'all know I love Ooh. me some Jimmy Butler, but I think the Nuggets get the win. Oh, I definitely agree with the Nuggets. You can't, uh, you can't never bet against the Joker. That man just does it all. Why do you think I drafted him? Yeah, I was mad when you did that. I know. Uh, Atlanta Hawks versus the <laughs> Charlotte Hornets. I got Hawks. I'm sorry, y'all. I had, I had to get job first. You've been trying to get job for me for the longest. Um, uh, I'm going to... <laughs> I had to get job. You was going to take him from me. Um... I'm sorry. What, what, what was the what was Hawks the, and the, Hornets? Uh, Hawks and Hornets. Uh, oh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna go the Hawks. I'm gonna go the Hawks. San Antonio Spurs versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. I love me some Spider too. You know, you stole him from me, but I got Cavs. 
You stole Joker. Uh, yeah, I'm Damn. Taking- that's not real. And you want to know why it's not real? Because you had the first pick. You could have taken Joker. So you tell me you want to take John. You want to take John. That's your first pick if I didn't take John. You tell me right now. I honestly got to look at who was up there. <laughs> John would have been a thought. Hold on. Let me look at the scene. Uh, make your pick. Um, a sp- Spartans I said or Cavs? I said Cavaliers. Okay. I said it. Okay. Um... <laughs> Hey, y'all, she's not listening I'm to look, me. I'm literally looking at it right now. Um, yeah, I would have took Ja. I know you would have. But would, you, uh, but would Jokic have been your listening. first? She's been trying to take Ja away from me. The whole, I'm not trying to get off subject, but you guys, the whole time when the trade deadline was going on, she kept telling me to tell them, the Grizzlies, to trade Ja to the Lakers. I sure Why said that. would I do that? Why would I do that? Because you don't love him like you claim. You don't love him like you say you do. No, no, I'm not. No, this, this, this no, no. But yes, Cavaliers, Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Oh, Moving well. on, Houston Rockets versus the Philadelphia 76ers. I got Sixers. You know what? I'm going to go sleeper, but I'm just I'm not going sleeper. Not like that. Uh, I'm doing Philly. Utah Jazz versus the Indianapolis I mean, India. Sorry, not the Colts. This is the football. Indiana Pacers and Jazz. I got uh, Jazz. I also have the Jazz. It's cute. Brooklyn Nets versus the New York Knicks. I'm gonna pick the Nets. Why are you picking them? Because I said I'm what I said. I'm gonna go to Knicks just so we can be on the so we can just be on the opposite side for once. Don't you I'm know this about to be Ben Simmons' redemption season? He about to go crazy. I know. I he know. dropped a <laughs> sixty tonight. <laughs> He's not dropping. He dropped sixty. He dropped sixty, man. I, I have, man. I, I don't know what. I, I have to go to a Brooklyn Nets game. <laughs> but no, nah, seriously though, he's not getting six. I'd be shocked if he gets sixteen points. But on a real, like, I do think that this is his perfect opportunity to be the guy. Finally, like on paper, this should be his team. The Nets right now. I don't think it's gonna happen, but. Yeah, it's not because I could have sworn like a couple games ago they still had him on the bench and it was like trying to close the game out. He did not touch the floor. Hmm, life comes at you quickly, doesn't it? Oh, uh, we got the he's a millionaire making more money than both of us. So I mean, for real, I will I gladly take the millions to sit on the bench. I just want a ten day contract. That's all a brother needs. Just nah, one time, for real? Screw that! I'll I'll be the water girl. The water girl. Uh, Denver Nuggets versus the Miami Heat. I got Heat. I'm sorry. I lied. I absolutely lied to you. We just did that game. I'm sorry. It's uh, I know. I, I know. I was letting you catch yourself. I was okay, you catch Okay. Thank you so yourself. much. Orlando Magic versus the Chicago Bulls. I got Bulls. Yeah, I'm taking the Bulls. Another team that was really quiet at the trade deadline. I was kind of surprised that they were. Uh, New Orleans. I would love to get Zach Levine on the Grizzlies. I would have loved him in L.A. Uh. <laughs> I actually thought he was gonna go to LA. I would love to see. I would love to see him in LA. We can I'm make. A, I'm, we I'm can still make it happen. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans versus Oklahoma City Thunder. I got Thunder. Uh, why you keep taking everything? I'm, I'm taking the Thunder as well. Key said, "I'm taking as if you answered first. Minnesota Timberwolves versus the Dallas Mavericks. I got Mavs. I have Timberwolves. Yay! Of course you do." Los Angeles Lakers versus the Portland Trailblazers. I don't think Bron Bron is playing. So I'm going to go with the Trailblazers. 
Yeah, you know, if LeBron if LeBron plays, I'm going to the Lakers. But if he does not, I'm definitely going to Trailblazers. Yeah, LeBron's out. Yeah, I did got Trailblazers. And you're a copycat. All right, Trailblazers, yep. And last but certainly not least, we got the Washington Wizards, which has my main man, Bradley Beal, versus the Golden State Warriors. I got Warriors. I have Warriors too, but hey, Bill, you keep counting that money, okay? You're not going to hey. count on, you ain't going to get a ring, but count that money, man. You know what? Dude, look, you do what long you want. Meal, you long me a meal. You got it. You got it. Long me a meal. You, you throw me 250 mil, I'll go wherever you want me to. But for real. So. You go, Brad. Make your money, sweetie. All right, let's go ahead and make our money on the Elimination Chamber predictions. Loki, it feels like Royal Rumble was five seconds ago. So it was. I think I feel like the Royal Rumble. Like I think it, I think the Elimination Chamber is only was three weeks away. So Royal Rumble just ended. Yeah, I feel like the, it was just three weeks. No, look. Technically, it's less. It's barely over two weeks. That's insane. That's better. They still are. They not doing fast lane this this year. I don't know because if they're having a March pay per view, I'm trying to figure out when that is because that'd be kind of cool if it was when I was in Memphis. But then again, we are gonna beat the Grizzlies game, so we'll see. I don't know. Oh, uh, then we could have tried to watch it together. Cause I just thought about it. Cause then technically, WrestleMania is the first weekend of April, so I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't have a March pay per view. I just know they usually do that. Like they still usually. It's like at the World Rumble. It's always like Elimination Chamber, Fast Lane. Right. And I'm like, I haven't heard. I'm like, why are y'all having this many? They're like, it's the road to WrestleMania. I'm like, okay, we don't have to have multiple pay per views. We can just, you know, go to WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, because now you think I haven't heard anything about Fast Lane. Are they doing that this year? Did they do Fast Lane last year? They did do Fast Lane last year. I feel like. I because no because because remember they didn't do elimination chamber around this time because uh, elimination chamber was in Saudi Arabia last year. Yeah, but they still technically did it because Bianca won and that's how she faced Becky at Mania. Yeah, but they was in Saudi Arabia around this time then last year. But I that was know. still fast lane technically, or at least the pay per view they, they did. Still, they had a fast. I feel like they had a fast lane. Last year, they did not have a fast lane last year. The last one was in 2021, so I don't know. It might have been Crown Jewel, and then they did the Elimination Chamber in it, but they didn't have fast yeah, lane. I know, last saying, year. I know they had Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia. I'm, I'm positive with that. Yes, that was remember, last uh, year. Bobby, Bobby was injured, and nobody thought he was going to be at WrestleMania. Yes, okay. Well, they're having Elimination Chamber this year. I don't know if they're going to have a pay per view next month. That's not the point. We're going to focus on this year. And uh, Loki, yeah. this card is kind of stacked. Um, so let's get into it. By the way, it's kind of like they put somebody in the creative seat that knows what they're doing. It's wild. It's so weird. Yeah. They had to make a change behind the scenes, and I just don't know. I mean, it's about time they gave me a job. Been watching long enough. Paid me some money. You know what I'm hey, saying? Give me a, hey, you can write me in. You got to start my wrestling career. Oh, well. You don't say, "Oh, cause you're gonna be my manager." I mean, duh. It's funny how you said it like that wasn't a fact. Okay, moving on though. Raven um, Paul Heyman. I'm taking Raven. Bet. All right, so let's start things off <laughs> with what could potentially be one of the last times we see Edge in a WWE ring. It is Edge and Beth Phoenix, a.k.a. the Grit Couple, which is a stupid name, versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley of the Judgment Day. I got Edge and Beth. But I wouldn't be mad if Rhea and Finn got the dub. Well, uh, can I ask a quick question? Sure. 
Why did you say it would probably be Edge's last time in the ring? Because he was kind of alluding to it, and then, and then uh, the last time they were in Canada, he said he wanted to retire in Canada. So I wouldn't be shocked if this was, like, the last time. I don't know. I'm sure they're probably going to be in Canada again, but it would not shock me if this was his last match. Mm, I feel like the end goal with this program, at least I know I read up on it, they wanted to do Edge versus the uh, Demon Finn Balor. Finn Balor. And I feel like, you know, Edge is only around right now to keep putting the Judgment Day over. So I definitely have Rhea and Finn winning. And the only reason really because of that is because Rhea is your um, – Royal Rumble winner, you want to keep her looking strong. Now, granted, Finn could be the one that gets pinned, but that's still a loss. So, I feel like I feel like Edge and Beth are just having fun wrestling together, and I feel like Finn and uh, Rhea is going to win. Okay. Look at us already disagreeing. That's what I like to see. Chaos. That's what I love. I, that's what I love to see. That's what I love to see. Yeah, because I'm always right. Uh, moving on to the no, United States. No, 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 I'm winning this one. Okay, you said that, but you didn't lose win the Royal Rumble. All right, so United States Elimination Chamber match. We got some pretty interesting faces in here. Of course, Austin Theory as the champion will be re- defending his title against Montez Ford, Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, and Damian Priest. As we do for almost every multi-man match, we get two picks. We get who we want and who we think. So, Embryo... Who do you think wins this match and who you want to win this match? Okay, so I feel like if they wanted to take the belt off of Austin Theory, they would have did it already. Um, they had plenty of chances, and I feel like if they're going to take it off of him, it's probably going to be at Mania. But I feel like they're really trying to build up Austin Theory, and I like this new Austin Theory. Um, so I'm going to say he wins. Okay. Um, he's going to keep his championship. But who would I like to win? Uh, I would like to see Montez win. Nice. Uh, I, I would love. I would, I would like to see Montez. Um, I really wish they had both of the street partners in there. Then we could have saw them like do uh, fight fight for a little second. You know, I love to see stuff like that. But uh, I would like to see Montez Ford win. But I really feel like Austin Theory is going to keep that championship until at least until mania i don't know who he would, he would even wrestle at mania but i'm thinking he's keeping it until mania cute um i'm going to say i want montez to win obviously that's my guy um would love to see him and bianca toting some gold uh but who i want i mean who i think is gonna win i'm gonna say johnny gargano i think that johnny gargano was one of the guys who in nxt was clearly the face more times than not when people think of NXT. One of the first names I think of is Johnny Gargano. I mean, he bleeds black yep. and gold. Um, and But since he's been on Raw, it's been kind of slow sledding. But I think this is a great way to kind of get a little bit of a pick-me-up. I mean, because early when he first came, they kind of hinted at some stuff with him and Austin Theory because, of course, they have history together. But they never really went anywhere with it. So I think that this yeah. would be a great time to kind of put the two together, start a program, have um, Johnny become champion, and then set up a really banger of a WrestleMania match. That is a great point in that. And when that first started, because I didn't really watch NXT, um, I didn't know they had history at first, but I do know that now. Um, that is actually a pretty nice pick. They can have a nice little banger at uh, WrestleMania. And it was a rumor at first when he came to the roster that he was going to beat Austin Theory with, for the Money in the Bank briefcase. 
and he was going to be Mr. Money in the Bank. So uh, that's a good, nice little pick. And uh, I can definitely see that happening. So that's I, li- I like your choice. See, I know what I be talking about sometimes. You're still, um, still wrong, but I any- like it. Anyway, moving on to the number one contenders elimination chamber match from my girl Bianca Belair's World Women Championship. We have Raquel Rodriguez, Nikki Cross, Asuka, Natalia, Carmella, and Liv Morgan competing. I feel like Liv Morgan is going to be one of your picks at some point, but I could be wrong. Who who are your picks? No, I'm not picking Liv Morgan. Um, I will. Um, I feel like right now she's just. Basically, she's just in the spot right now to put on good matches. You know what I mean? Like, put her in a match to have a good match, but she's probably not going to win. You know what I mean? But um, who would I like to win? Well, no. First of all, I'm picking Oscar to win. Okay. Uh, that's my girl. I do want to see uh, Bianca versus Oscar at WrestleMania. I feel like it's going to be a banger. And I know you're not going to like this, but I would love to see Oscar win because um, she's not underrated to us. But I feel like to to like. Well, at least at first, the old regime, she was underrated. But uh, I think everybody that really, you know, cares and watches, though, she's really good. Um, um, I would actually like to see, like, my I, who I want to see win. <laughs> I, would, I, I don't know. I just like Carmella. But it's, they wouldn't put on a good match at WrestleMania. Not and we've seen Carmella. that match many times before. Yeah, it, it, but I feel like Carmella is a way better wrestler than they let her do with their old matches, but like you said, we've seen that before, and I don't want to see that at WrestleMania. I'm just a big Carmella fan. I guess because when I first started watching, like, she wasn't that good of a wrestler to me, and I've seen that she has improved, and um, so I cheer for her, but uh, I'm, I'm picking Oscar all the way. I want Oscar to win. I want to see Oscar versus Bianca. I feel like that's going to be a banger, and I want to see it. So you just going to double up on your Oscar picks? Yes. Okay, you just wasting a pick. Bet. I mean, well, I, I said Carmelo. I said Carmelo. But then I just asked, are you doubling up on your Oscar pick? And you said, okay, that? okay, you did. Okay, I, I would like to. I, I'm, I'm saying I, I would like to see Carmelo win, but we already see that match. Okay. So I, I guess you know what? At that point, I'm changing. I'm gonna say, oh, wow, look at you predicting right, Liv Morgan. But I don't know if Liv Morgan and Bianca will just put on a banger. I mean, Bianca's putting on bangers. I don't know. All right. Um, I'm also that picking. I would like to see that. That'll be an interesting. I'm match. also yeah. picking Oscar to win. Yes. Look at us agreeing. And I actually, I'm like you. I actually want her to win this match as well. But because I got a free pick, I got to use it somehow. I think Raquel Rodriguez would be an interesting pick. Even Ooh. though Loki, when I was typing this outline out, I 100% type Raquel Gonzalez because I'm used to calling her Raquel Gonzalez. <laughs> but I'm going to go Raquel. I think Raquel is dope. Um, it's just I haven't been able to watch SmackDown in months because of work, and I'm not going to be able to watch it this week either. Actually, I'm not even going to be able to watch Elimination Chamber live because I'm going to be working, so that will be fun. But, um, yeah, I think Raquel is go- dope. I think that her last couple of months in NXT – I think she could have got caught up sooner. And, I mean, since kind of Vince was there, she didn't really do much. And now with Triple H, we're starting to kind of see her get those moments, whether it be at Royal Rumble when she was one of the last four or five in the ring, I believe, or just instances where she's getting those big matches, getting good TV time to show what she can do. I think in instances like that, Raquel is going to have a really strong showing. But 
she ends up coming short to the Empress of Tomorrow, a.k.a. Kana, a.k.a. somebody whose face point paint is terrific, but also horrifying. Yeah, and um, she did have a... She, probably the best match Ronda had with her reign. That was really what her... That match was good on SmackDown. You I talking really about this it. most recent reign or in general? This most recent Oh, reign. okay, yeah. She didn't have any... Yeah, yeah. That was her best match, hands down. But I will say um, that, that match she had with Ronda was... It was a bang. It was a good match. Way better than I thought it was going to be. Also, Ronda sucks. And she should have stayed her behind out the ring, but that's no whole nother conversation. Okay, so this next match, technically it's not confirmed, but they're supposed to be having a contract signing between these two. So I just put it on the card just to be safe, and that is Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. This was a hard one to predict. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but I think I'm going to go Bobby if they have the match. Yes, if they have the match. Like, it's hard to predict, I'm like you, um, because, like, what's Bobby and Brock's, like, direction for WrestleMania? Like, are, are they going to fight at WrestleMania? Like, what, what's the, if I knew, like, the direction we were going, I would, it would make this probably a little bit easier. But I like that. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to go with Bobby, and I'm only picking Bobby because... Um, well, I'm a, that's my favorite wrestler, but I feel like if he wins, you can push this program a little bit more. Let's say they do want to do something at WrestleMania. If, the only way this is going to happen, Bobby beats Brock, Brock gets even more pissed, and then Brock is just going to come out and be like, no, nah, I want to fight you on the biggest stage of all. Probably going to have, like, I don't know, uh, last man standing or false count anywhere match or something like that to end this so I'm gonna go with Bobby. Oh, look at us agreeing! How precious and precious! All I'm right. just happy to see this. I'm just happy to see it because for the longest, man, look, we didn't think we were ever gonna get a feud. I remember talking to you about it. I'm like, when Brock came back, he should have went against Bobby, but it didn't happen. So I'm happy. I'm happy it's actually happening. I'm so happy. Oh. Believe it or not, this might sound crazy, but I might think you might be a little happy. What? <laughs> You said happy like four times in the span of 30 seconds, so. Hey, got well, hey, uh, uh, I'm a big Bobby fan. This is something he always wanted, so I'm happy to see him get it. You know what I mean? This hey. is one reason he came back. He said he came back to have a feud with Brock, and he it just seemed, it didn't seem like he was going to ever get it. And now look at him. Yeah. It's a beautiful This is going to be like their fourth match. Is this going to be like their fourth match? Uh, I think so. They did the Fatal Four Way. They did Royal Rumble. Um, they, they had Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. And then they hadn't had a match after that. You right? I know because the other two was Elimination Chamber and Royal Rumble, which those don't count. So, so yeah, this might be it. All right, finally, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship match between our tribal chief, Roman Reigns, and Sami Zayn. I obviously have Roman, but, you know, we'll probably get some near falls. <laughs> I definitely have Roman. I would love to see Sami wins. feel like he deserves it. I would have picked him. If he had said, I'm going to take your WWE championship away from you. But he said the whole long name. I ain't about to say the whole name. No, he didn't. No titles. I don't think he but, said. Uh, I thought he just said one championship. 
No, I think he said both. I thought he said one because I have to go back and look. I have to go back and look. If he said one, I I, I thought he said two, both I, of them. So I thought he said he was, one, and I remember thinking that because I was like, oh dang, maybe they will like split the titles or have two separate title matches, which I hope they do. Yeah, that that's what they want to do. They want to have two, uh, uh, both um, TV stations. They want their own. Uh, titles back, you know, because Roman Tegley is usually only on for, uh, SmackDown, so Raw doesn't really have a big title, and um, USA doesn't like that. Uh, if he said one title, like say WWE or whatever, then I would say Sami Zayn fully, because I feel like they just, because it's Triple H, you know, he understands what the fans want, but if he, if he said both, it's definitely Roman. Roman's not about to drop both titles before WrestleMania, that's not happening. That's a fact. That is an absolute fact. Um. So yeah. All right. This is the last thing before we get out of here. Tiebreakers, as we always have them. This is this pay per view tiebreaker. Who gets eliminated first in each chamber match? It's hard, and I know it's hard. I'll let you go first. No, I'll let you go first. Ladies first. Because you don't know. Um, I don't know either. <laughs> I don't. I genuinely don't know. I'm sorry. I said that a little quickly. I apologize. I didn't know either. <laughs> My bad. Sorry. I I, I, I see how I'm that can come off first. really bad. Mm. <laughs> Let me reiterate. Mm-mm. I also had trouble doing this, but I'm gonna say Damian Priest. Because I feel like of the people in it, like Montez, don't put him in. I don't personally. I wouldn't want to see him in the match if he's not going to at least stay for a little bit. Austin Theory's the champion. Bronson Reed, you're trying to build him up to be a monster. Johnny Gargano, I don't think you just put him in here just to get out. And then Seth Rollins, you're not eliminating him first. So realistically, I said Damian Priest, and then for the women, I said Natalia because it's kind of like she's just there because she's from Canada. Definitely Natalia for the women's. Plus, uh, on SmackDown, she just got, I think she got attacked. So, she's going to come go in probably not 100% or whatever. So, Natalia first. If not Natalia, I'm picking Natalia, but if not Natalia, probably Nikki Cross. Mm-hmm. Nope, you only get Natalia. one pick. You're cheating. Natalia. I'm picking Natalia. Okay. And, yeah, the men's is, is, is really hard. It's not going to be stealthy. You're right. Um, I would not want to see Johnny Gargano go out first. But I'm going to – I didn't pick Johnny Gargano for my uh, winner. I'm going to say Johnny Gargano, and I'm only going to say that because he, he fought Bronson, Bronson Reed, I think. I feel like they're going to let Bronson Reed come out strong, and I feel like he's going to eliminate Johnny Gargano. He's probably going to eliminate, like, two people. But it's, it's tough because even Damian Priest has been pushed pretty good, too. That's very tough. I would hate to be the booker to have to tell who's getting out first and all of that. Yeah. This, like, I feel like in, like, the women's match is much easier to say, but the men's match is, like, I think everybody needs to, you know, get a little bit of time to shine. Damian Priest yeah. is the only one I think you could maybe kind of sacrifice. I, I, for lack I, of a better I, I, word. I, I, yeah, and I mean, it, the only way I would, I don't want Montez Ford to go out first at all. I would say the only way I would be okay if he went out first is if every like the eliminations done doesn't happen quick. Maybe everybody's just brawling for the longest 
and maybe he just does the fog splash and falls right into a curb stump. I don't know. Um, but I, I don't know. It's difficult. I don't want Montez to get out first either, though. Um, I'm thinking Johnny Gargano. I really, I really, I really feel like it's gonna be him. Okay, I was, I respect it. I mean, I can't say Johnny Gargano because obviously I picked him to win. So yeah, it's just I just don't know who to pick. You don't want Damian Priest to go out. I don't know. It's weird. But all right, that's our show. Embryo, thank you so much for joining. It's always a pleasure talking to my favorite womb raider. Um, I love you, wow. and I'm grateful. Wow. To <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, okay. I don't know what to even say about that. Uh, uh, just focus on the last part. I said I loved you, and I'm happy to have you. <laughs> um, it's always a pleasure, and uh, Jesus loves you. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Uh, I love you, too. <laughs> I'm going to just focus on the last part. I love you, too. Uh, happy I was being here. Thanks for everybody listening, and until next time. Yes, thank you all so much for listening. Please be sure to bet. I mean, not bad, but pick who had the best all-star draft. It's okay to say me. And, um, yeah. And also, March 5th, Ravens going to get another milky shake because the Warriors are going to be a higher seed than the Pelicans. Nah, nah. Yeah. I'm right. <laughs> but, all right. Hey, don't you sleep at night. Um, of course I'm right. Again, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you all next time.